Hello and welcome to the very quick version of the Everyday Novelist today because I, your host, Jay Daniel Sawyer, have just crawled down from a 50-foot roof where I was stuck all day and we're almost out of recording time. <laughs> I am joined by... Kitty Nikian And... Ale Carragher. And some of us have even been writing. Thanks. Uh, I haven't written anything today, but I did write yesterday. Cool. Well, let me update the leaderboard, Gail. What did you do yesterday? Uh, I, I, I'm just going to give you my totals, yeah, if that's okay. Total? Yeah. My total now is 10,398. Well, you, you got me beat. I'm now at, uh, my total for uh, yesterday ended up at 4762. I've also written some today, but I'll not count that yet because <laughs> the day ain't over. So, dude, you're, you're moving. I'm moving. Uh, not Thank today. You know. I don't think I'll, I'll have any time to write today. I, I might try and lay down a few words uh, this evening, but I've got other stuff on the docket. But tomorrow I plan to write. And uh, I have to say that yesterday I sat down and did my writing mostly because I knew I'd have to report it in today. So. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I stayed up last night to do that because I was like all day. I was like, I can't figure out what the hell I'm doing. And then last night, about 10 o'clock, I suddenly hit. And yes, I listened to your previous podcast where you talked about the fact that you had to go back through and write a bunch of notes and things like that, uh, just mm -hmm. to kind of get yourself centered and back yep. in the right space. So it seems yep. like you, you, that helped. It, it helped. And, uh, there was also, I was fighting a headache yesterday during the day and it was mm -hmm. just bad enough that I couldn't concentrate enough to do fiction, but it cleared by the evening. So. It's, it's weird. It, it, those, those kinds of headaches are not so bad as the really bad ones I get, but they're more annoying because I can see competence from where I'm sitting, but oh. I can't get there. That's the worst. Sometimes you get into a state when you're ill, too, where you're like foggy and uh, you can, it, it, you can, it's exactly like that. Yep. You can do micro tasks, but fiction just requires a larger portion of the brain or something. I don't yeah. know. It doesn't yeah, that, that was like most of 2020 for me. Yeah. I can, <laughs> I can, I can write nonfiction like with half my brain tied behind my back, but fiction requires everything. Yeah. It requires all, all bits. What about you, Kitty? How are you doing on the leaderboard? I think I'm at like a uh, hundred or 120 words. You mean pages edited? Pages, pages edited. Yeah, not That's great. Words. You're bucketing along. Oh, but I, I really need to get further ahead because I want to get this next book done by the end of this week so that I can get it published. Ah. Yeah, because it has to go to the backers. And also, the Heinlein, we just got a notice last night that the Heinlein Journal is going to be reviewing it, and it's going to drop end of this month, so we want it to be on the market. This is a secret yeah. that the Heinlein Juvenile? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the so that they're going to drop their review, and you can't ask them to hold that. So you want right because they only yeah. do it semi. They only do it semi annually. So mm, they, yeah, then definitely you want to get this up yeah. and running. Yep. Yeah, and which means we also want to get uh, the next set of rewards to the backers first, so that it's not available in paperback to the public before it's available to the backers. Which would yeah, suck. yeah. So. That's an interesting, like this, I mean, us talking, starting this by saying that we both were sort of motivated to write because we had this, is sort of ties to this like idea of an external pressure actually uh -huh. does <laughs> drive the creative juices occasionally. It really does. Like, <laughs> as Zaphod Beeblebrock says, the prospect of death concentrates the mind wonderfully. Yes, true. Very, very true. <laughs> or humiliation. I've always found yep, it very, yep. very useful. It, it, me and my students <laughs> back in the day. Humiliation is the British version of the Little Death. Not as fun <laughs> as the French version, but certainly motivating. It's certainly effective, yes. It's a motivational tactic. 
So do we have any quick questions we need to answer today or are we um, just as a well, recording? Well, you've got to get out of here in like five minutes and I don't know if we're going to be able to answer a question. I've, I have about 10 minutes. I just you need do? to get back to, I'm at the office at the moment. I need to get back home to deliver the car onto the AB uh, so uh, that they can run a time sensitive errand. So. Uh, let me see if I've got one sitting here. And I can I can prepare for a lecture this, this evening. I have an afternoon guest lecture. Ooh, nice. Um, do, 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 do. I had not prepared for this because, of course, I just got off the roof. Let me see. <laughs> um, do, 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 Let's see. Um, I think everything I've got right now is feedback. Um, it's, uh, I would have to uh, do a little rephrasing, and my brain's not quite there yet. So, uh, uh, do you guys want to like geek out about marketing for about four minutes or something? <laughs> five minutes or whatever? Um, um, no, not really. Okay. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking over what I wrote recently, and if it sparked any like conversational things or anything that, like in general, I would have wanted to chat with Dan about. Uh, as we would normally start our writing like sessions yeah. with each other, we usually just like have a little like, oh, I'm noodling about these things. Um, yeah, I don't have anything like that that's not uh, that wouldn't require like a lot of context at the moment. I haven't gotten mm -hmm. quite far enough into the book to know it well enough to know how to effectively excerpt and turn stuff into topics. I have to say one of the things I am enjoying, which I don't think I've said yet, but I'm sure I will say again, at least I haven't said this on this podcast, which is one of the things I'm really enjoying about writing a series this way, which I've, I've pretty much never done it this mm -hmm. way as a professional author, is the opportunity to go back and seed in. Oh, my God. Book. Yes. Um, yep. So, you know, I, I, I've written the first and the second one. And while I was writing the second one, I got to go back and edit the first one just for with little uh -huh. nuggets of like threads <laughs> and foreshadowing, which I absolutely could never have done before. So wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's, my God. It's yeah. really nice. And I just got to do that with this one where uh, I'm I'm only at the beginning, obviously, of the third book. But I already got to go back and seed into the second book. And then I also seeded into the first one. And mm. it's just... I don't know. It's just really like, I think it's going to make for a much more satisfying read yeah. for the readers. And I'm not sure that necessarily a reader would be able to identify this aspect of this kind of reversal mm. style of the writing process when you're writing a series. Well, if but. it's, if it's done right, it'll be invisible to the reader, but it'll be really satisfying. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think it kind of ties into what we were saying about characterization as well because a lot mm -hmm. of the seeding I'm doing is actually sort of character yep. development seeding where I mm -hmm. was like I didn't realize some of my characters were, were motivated by something or were driven by something and now I can go make the lack of it more obvious mm -hmm. like more consciously obvious because I came to that realization as I wrote and that was part of the character's development yeah. but also like so I, I can sort of cleverly hint at the at the void and mm -hmm. and uh you know, I've never been able to do that kind of thing nice. before. And then that nice, it, it's, they haven't hit the market yet. Cause of course the series isn't done, but that was the whole reason I pulled the Joss Kyle books back. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that happened when I was going through and doing the book that was between chapter one and chapter two um, is that the motivations from my bounty hunters became much clearer to me. Mm. And, made much more sense and so i didn't wind up actually having to make a lot of changes later on just little adjustments here and there but having them um 
starting the story, starting their story earlier made a lot of the very tense and difficult character dynamics later on way more powerful way more impactful yeah yeah, yeah it's it's fun because also like <laughs> like it you seem smarter and more clever as a writer right <laughs> and really it's not like i'm i'm still the same kind of writer but i'm gonna i'm gonna seem smarter and more clever because i'm uh -huh. writing something all at once like and that's the only reason is like yep. <laughs> something that i would have normally done anyway i'm actually getting to do because yep. i'm opting to just write a whole series all mm. it and, makes and, me really Really pity people who write like the political epics or this huge space uh, operas like you're talking I, about who don't do that who have uh, to like oh god yeah publish okay. and you're just like oh all of the mm. threads you really wish you could go back and tinker with yeah. and you can't <laughs> i know right and also and of course me being me i'm like you know that has some very this experience has some wonderful theological implications <laughs> <laughs> means that if there was a god <laughs> He would be totally cheating, just like we are. And, and, and none of the none of the humans would ever know. And he he'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, that that timeline doesn't quite work out. I need to pop back." And <laughs> yeah, it's like you're retconning. <laughs> yeah, he could be a really bad art student, and everything would still work out. Uh, oh. It always reminds me of those like artists, the masterpiece artists. I don't know it was Turner or somebody like that who would like go into the museum after the painting was done and still try and touch up the uh -huh. painting. Yep. <laughs> like yeah i feel yeah um uh -huh. I, i'm with you yeah what's um, that that old proverb art is never finished it's only abandoned it's only or in our case published right <laughs> is yeah. is publishing a kind of abandoning a story <laughs> it's like letting your children move out you know and, yeah. and, then, and then having to exercise the restraint not to run after them and make everything in their lives work out because it's their life not yours it is which then of course means that like the compulsion to write the next book or the next series is uh -huh. obviously the writer form of emptiness syndrome <laughs> it really is <laughs> well that's a good philosophical note we just had there, there you so, go. Like, let's let's add this on that one then all right that i'll talk to you <laughs> i'll talk to you guys in a couple days all right talk to you friday bye, bye.